Why are you looking at me like that? Because I'm looking to see what you what do I'm gonna before, do. Yeah, like what you do before you start. Like if I have a ritual or yeah, something. Yeah, I was like watching this. Yeah, I got nothing. I have no pregame. Nothing. Nothing. Mm-mm. Before we started, we both George sat waters down for both of us, and I pulled out my little flavor drops, and I said, "Let me make water palatable." And you looked at me like you were in shock. Like you don't like water. That's sad. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Have you it, been like that since you were a kid? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. How come did your parents give you soda? Yep. Oh, so they started you out wrong. Yep. Life. My mom, I was mm. Coke, Dr. Pepper, Mountain Dew, High C, I'm High C Fruit Punch, Minute Maid Fruit Punch. Wow. Woo! Back in the day, Minute Maid Fruit Punch. Dang. I never saw soda until I went to my friend's house. Like, we only had water, but we were very, very healthy. Which is why you look like this, and I look like this. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm on day seven of the keto diet. Mm. I, uh, you know, I had Dana White on the podcast like a month ago. Mm-hmm. And then um, I asked him how he lost so much weight. He's lost a lot of weight. I don't remember. When were you there? You were there. He was in the process, I think, of losing the weight. Maybe that was a month and a half, two months ago, or I watched the one that you did with him when that doctor said Gary Brecka, yeah, who's not a doctor. I keep calling him a doctor, but he's a biologist. Yeah. Um, uh, So yeah. So then I had Gary on the show, and uh, you know I was just fascinated by because he told you know he told Dana that he had ten point four years to live based on his blood, his DNA, and at the time I didn't know that he looked at his medical records for like the last five Mm -hmm. years or so. So when I had him on, I was like, fuck, I want to know how long I got to live, you know? So, um, so you actually believe somebody that says that? Yeah, so, so he got it. It's funny. The, uh, we, we posted a TikTok clip uh, from that episode, and it's got like over 7 million views, and there's a lot of haters like, you know, only God knows, and you don't know. Because and you, what if you get in a car wreck or get... Well, of course, there's that. But just going off of just health, blood, your body, the road you're on. So Gary, for 20 years, was the mortality... Uh, expert for insurance companies. So think about it like this. Um, and he dis- he explains this way better than I'm going to. I'm going to botch it for sure. But um, you, know, you take a big insurance company like State Farm or something, and they've got you know the CEO of Ford, and he wants a $25 million life insurance policy. How do you think they arrive at the, the particulars to the policy? They don't just guess. They're not just winging it. They're not just going, well, fuck, I ho- let's just roll the dice. I hope hope this guy, <laughs> you know, uh, doesn't outlive the policy, right? Yeah, or, you, yeah. know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's when Gary came into play is that he would look at the blood, the DNA results, and their uh, whatever other factors he needs to determine, and then he can, can predict pretty accurately wow. on the path you're on. And the reason why he doesn't do that anymore, you'll like this, is he felt terrible because he can't share the results with the people that are getting the policy. So he would have people coming in, right? So he'd have people coming in and he'd look at their blood work, just like he did with Dana. And he'd go, you know, to himself, he's like, wow, your triglycerides are off the chart. Wow, this is terrible. Wow, if you could just eliminate these things out of your diet, Mm -hmm. my God, you could probably live another 20 years. Instead, I got you at six. You, you know, but he couldn't share that info with the Dang. with the people. Yeah. And so that really bothered him because he was like, well, I could probably save a lot of lives and do a lot of good if I got on yeah. the other side of this. And that's why he's doing what he's doing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he did my blood work. Uh, we're putting the results show. Uh, by the time this episode comes out with you, the results will have already uh, come out. Uh, so I don't have to worry about the spoiler alert. He wouldn't predict my lifespan because I ha- don't have five years of medical records. I haven't been to a doctor. I couldn't even tell you. I was trying to think of the last time I went to a doctor. We're very similar. Uh, yeah? Never. 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 I have my babies at home. Like, I can't tell the last time I've been to Whoa, doctor. time out, my Lindsay. My mom had me at home, so we never, ever went to the doctor. We did natural remedies at our house. If we had a sore throat, she'd do cayenne with uh, honey, vinegar, and lemon. We'd drink drink that and we'd be good the next day so we never went to the doctor you had both babies at home well i have four or four okay you had two all four all four at home the first one um i had with midwife in the hospital but still all natural the next three all natural mean no painkiller whatsoever oh my god you're a savage 17 when i had mariah so imagine a 17 year old doing it all natural and then my next three when i moved to saint george utah 
uh, midwives weren't allowed in the hospital, so you had no choice but to have your babies at home. And so I was like, okay, my mom had me at home. I'm doing it. And so who and comes in to help? A midwife. And they make sure that you're healthy. I mean, if you're, you know, not a good candidate for a home birth, you have a lot of issues going on with your health, it's not for you. But if you're a healthy human being, I mean, what did wow. we do way back in the day, right? There yeah. was none of that. We right. had babies. Isn't it funny? That's the thing. It's like, it's so shocking to us, but that's how it used to be done. Yeah. So you were just like in a bathtub? Is this a stupid you question? Can, or, you can, okay. can have your baby in the bath. I did some laboring in there, but um, you don't really choose where you're going to have your baby. It just happens naturally. Got so it. So you can have it on the floor, in the bed, just depends. So where did you have end up having all four? Um, gosh, Maddox was on the floor, Maze was on the floor, and Micah was on the bed. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I loved it. I would never do it any other way. And the pain on a scale of one to 10? You're in a different mindset. You are in a totally different place. And I trust myself and I know my body and my pain tolerance that I could do it. So if you even think one time you're going to have an epidural, do not do a home birth. It's not going to be for you. Like there's not even a question that you would have an epidural. I'm doing it natural. I'm all in. And I, I trust myself and my body that it's made to do this. Nervous? The first time? Oh, for sure, because it's the unknown. And then the second time, like, I got this? Uh, still a little bit nervous, because every labor is different, too. Um, and it's and it's a lot. I mean, it's painful, right? You're Screaming? Having no, I'm very quiet. Really? Yes. When you see that shit on the TVs of people screaming, it's so... Just breathing? A lot of, bre- yeah, like a lot breathing? of breathing and focusing. I turned some Enya. couple tears? Really relaxing couple, music. Maybe one little, one little, no, I'm pretty one little guy dripping down the cheek? No. No? Nope. Wow. Yeah. Just really focused and centered with myself. That's crazy because if you ever saw me stub my toe, <laughs> you get a little tear. I mean, it's like, uh, yeah. Those are pussies though. They could never have babies. Yeah, we could do it. Sorry, uh-uh. not to be harsh, but I had kidney it. stones. That's the last time I went to the doctor. Okay, we figured it out. Uh, last time I was at a doctor, <clears throat> I think it was O two, December of O two. I had kidney stones. I was driving home. I'd never had them before. You ever had them? No. No, of course not. You're like, no, John, I'm healthy, I bitch. Never, um, exactly. <laughs> uh, I uh, I was driving. I had just gone to dinner with Gio at a, at a birthday party or something in L.A. I dropped him off, and I started driving home, and I, get on, I was about to get on the freeway, and all of a sudden I felt like I was going to throw up, and I pulled over, and I was like, whoa, what is wrong with me? And, and like I had like, this crazy, like not a cramp, like a crazy pain inside. I like, couldn't figure out where it was. Mm. And uh, I was like, and I felt really nauseous. I was like, I'm not going to make it home. So I turned back and went to G- back to Geo's. And I was like, hey, man, I got to sleep on your couch or something. Like, I don't feel good. And he was like, all right. And uh, so he, he goes back to bed. And uh, he's with his, living with his girlfriend at the time. And um, five minutes later, I, I had this pain. I, I was, you know that expression, like, climbing the walls? Like, I never knew where that came from. Like, I literally couldn't get comfortable. I had to, like, keep, like, I, I couldn't get Damn. comfortable. The pain was Horrible. crazy. And literally, I just started screaming, 911, 911. Yeah. And he, he, him and his girlfriend come out. They're like, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't know. I literally thought I was dying. Like, I didn't know. For a man to do that, that's a big deal. And I, wow. I, I do have a pretty good pain tolerance. Like, I've had eye surgery a bunch of times. That's why Which this eye is, <laughs> that's why this eye is always red. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I've had, uh, once a week for six months, I had to go to the eye doctor every Friday. Like, it's supposed to be your favorite day of the week, Friday, right? I had to go every day Friday to get cortisone shots in my eye while you're awake you want to talk about pain it's insane wow anyway um yeah so i i ended up uh going to the hospital and it ended up being kidney stones and uh i always said like if this is what giving birth is like no thanks like respect yeah. to you i don't know how it's you guys lot. do it it's a lot but yeah. it's so worth it we get a reward at the end a beautiful child we've been carrying for nine months right you know? We finally get to see our baby. Right. And you don't really get anything out of kidney stones unless just getting no. them released. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, we get we get our baby. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It is cool. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm on I'm on day seven of keto and uh yeah. Oh it's okay. Yeah. I miss my pizza and my pasta and stuff. I'm not but. for keto just because I feel like it's a very extreme thing. When I do a lot of my consultations, yeah. people become too fed up and wanting to try fed up. I'm all about balance, you know, high protein, yeah. low carb, low fat, something that's uh, sustainable for a long period of time. I feel like a lot of people have came to me from keto that have lost that 30, 40, 50 pounds and then they fall off because they want to eat normal again. Right. Yeah. So I'm all about balance and just eating normal to start with instead of such an yeah. extreme thing. But people want that quick fix. Unfortunately, they always want, you know, something yeah. 
really fast, but if you earn your results slowly, they will last yeah. longer. That's he, just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. He said he doesn't put everyone on keto, although he's like, it seems like I've been putting everyone on keto lately. Mm. But uh, he's this plan is just for 10 weeks and then like reevaluate things, whatever. You know, um, I guess my triglycerides, I think were like 284 or 286. They're supposed to be under 100. Mm. Um, Dana's was like 800. Can you imagine? Yeah, Jeez. it was crazy. And uh, so, but yeah, but so he had said, uh, the reason why I brought all this up because we start you you started by talking about water. So he says um, he says wow. He's like I guess just looking at my blood. He's like you're very dehydrated. He's like you don't drink a lot of water. I'm like no. He said he said yeah you've you you're I forgot how he phrased it something like your body has lost the sensation of thirst <laughs> is, wow. is what he said. And he, I was like, what? And like Adam, my co-host was, my normal co-host was laughing. And we, we did the show from the apex in the, in the cage last week. It'll, it'll come out to, cool. to well, by the time this comes out, it's already out. But um, uh, yeah, so uh, we, like, we all kind of started laughing, you know, and he was like, no, really? He's like, do you, you don't drink a lot of water. I'm like, no. And he's like, you're not even thirsty really ever. And I, and I started to think about it. When I do drink, thirsty just talking about this. Yeah, right. Like when I, if I eat food, I have to drink. Like Vanessa can eat her whole dinner and not even drink anything until after. I have to drink. It would be like torture for me. Mm -hmm. Other than that, like other than when I'm eating, I rarely am drinking. And you live in Las Vegas. I would think being out in the heat, 115 degrees, like water, you would just crave naturally. You don't even crave water. No, I I guess I've lost the sensation for thirst. (laughs) Yeah, it is, right? It's delicious. When you put this stuff in it, yeah. Hmm? On a hot summer day, it's so, so refreshing. Yeah. I'll take your word for it, but yeah. Yeah. So you don't think you'll ever change like drinking water without that artificial stuff in there? Yeah, I know. I always say like I know this get, will probably give you cancer, this stuff, but right now I'm just focused on abs. I just want to get the abs back there you go. and then we'll there tackle cancer next. Yeah. Abs today, cancer tomorrow. Abs are most important, right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Got to have them, Gotta you know. Have abs. Yeah. I'll lose a few years if I can get some abs, you know, if these is what's the price I'm paying for the there you go. Mio flavor drops. I don't know. You want the abs the most? Yeah. Out of anything? I think so, yeah. Cool. Isn't that what we all want? No, it's the most important, right? I think it's pretty important. Yeah. yeah. Like Vanessa makes me jealous, you know? She's got killer abs. She's got good abs, yeah. so. You want to match that? Well, I don't know if that's possible, but, you know, I just want to be in the running so, you know, that uh, as as they slide into the DMs, they're up against stiffer competition. <laughs> you know, that's all. I just, that's all I want. Yeah. I just want, let's just, start posting let's just get abs. a little, yeah, yeah, you know, let's get some stiffer competition going. There you go. Let's get some abs yeah. in play. Okay. I had them in 2019. I lost 30 pounds in 2019. Wow. I didn't even, if you would have told me I, I could lose 30 pounds in 2019, I would have said, you're out of your fucking mind. How'd I weighed 207. No sugar, no bread, no fried food, no fast food, no pasta. Mm-hmm. For the original challenge was 30 days. I posted it on Instagram because Julian Marquez challenged me. He's a UFC fighter. And I was like, I'm in. So I posted it. And then Adam Lieberman and all these people were I'm like, they're like, good luck. You won't last 24 hours, you know, three days max. I was like, fuck you. I got mad. I was like, I could do it. Yeah. So I did it for 30, and I was like, oh, I could do this. And I did it for 60. I did it for 90. I think I did it for like four months pretty strict. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And I had abs for the first time in my life. I never had them before. That's really cool. Ever before. Ever. Like even as a teen. No, even as a teen. Really? May, a maybe job. little baby ones, but so I've been... You look the best at 40... 100% at, at 49. Okay. I'm 52 now. At oh, 49 okay. was my best... Wow looking year. <laughs> so why do you think that you didn't uh, sustain that? Like why after four months were you like, I'm done? Why couldn't you live that always? Um, right? I, I was pretty good most of the year. Mm-hmm. This is 2019. Mm-hmm. Then the world ended. Mm-hmm. Then you had to wear the fucking mask. Then you couldn't go to the gym and then fucking just depressed and then whatever. I mean, they're just excuses, but that's what happened. And then yeah. just slowly fell off the wagon and then back on Mountain Dew and then fuck it. And then emotional, once you lose them, you're like, fuck eating. it. Yeah. 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 It's bad, right? It's funny it's how good. some people turn to that and other people are like, I'm getting in the best shape of my life. I'd rather have right. health and fitness be top yeah. priority. And I was so, so happy. I was, you had abs? Oh, my God. I was so happy. Do you want to know why? Discipline. That yeah. takes a lot of self And even my face. Like now when I watch clips, I'm like, fuck this fat face. Like it drives yeah, like me nuts. Chiseled, yeah. Like yeah, fucking, what is all this shit? Like mm-hmm, fuck mm-hmm. this, you yeah. know, I'm getting back. Don't worry. Okay. We'll see you in a month. You're coming back. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, this is 10. Give me two months. Okay. In two months when I come here. Yeah. 
No shirt on for you. You just Oh my god. Out of your fucking mind, Lindsay. Oh my god, you're killing me. Podcast and you just got the abs showing. Will they be there in two months? They won't be there yet. We get a lot of work. Uh, It might be 90 days. Okay. Well, 90 days. Whenever they're there, let's set up another podcast. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. On, I, I'll tell you what, because I told Gio, the next time I'm going to eat pizza, I already know the date. I'm eating pizza on March 3rd again. Hmm. That's the date of our, so I think I told you this, uh, once a year we do a 24-hour live podcast. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. You go for 24 hours straight. <laughs> 24 hours straight. Like, you, you talk for 24 hours. In this chair for 24 straight hours. Do do I mean, like, we do it once a year. Wow. First weekend in March. Dang. We start at 5 a.m. and we end at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Friday to 5 a.m. Saturday. The first year I screwed up. I we started at eight. We started at eight o'clock at night, mm. like a dummy. I I thought, oh, I'll stay up all night. I'll sleep during the day, and then I'll come in at eight, and we'll we'll start. First of all, I couldn't sleep during the day. People kept calling me, and like it just didn't work out. So by the time I started, I was already up twelve hours. Horrible. So the twenty-four is really thirty-six. 36. It was yeah. awful. I tapped out in the twenty. I think after twenty hours, we didn't even make it. That'd be hard. Do you at least have really good people coming in? So we in the like in last year, energy. yeah, last mm-hmm. year we had uh, between in studio and Zoom forty guests in twenty four hours. Not wow. everybody got an hour. Like Dang. some people were on for fifteen minutes, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I had Bob Saget on. Obviously, he's passed away now, but you know, from the year before last, I had yeah. Bob Saget. Mm-hmm. You know, Randall Emmett, movie producer, was in studio. Like we had some. It was good. This next one's gonna be great. Awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be good. So that's the next day. I'm gonna have pizza. The next time, like, because so, you have to, because we'll, we'll be eating, we'll be up, like, yeah. it'll be, it'll be good. We'll be eating pizza will, on your show. Yeah, yeah, I'll eat oh, it during okay. the show. Yeah, show. shout out to IDK Pizza. Gosh, he supplies so the pizza. What that's gonna taste like to you. It's gonna be amazing, right? Or is it's it gonna, gonna get like, me sick? Both. You'll probably, both. You might get gassy, so I'd be yeah? careful because you're gonna be around people. I'll book the girls earlier. <laughs> I'll book all the girl guests yeah. in the morning, and then the guys can handle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so on that day, I'll, I'll do a reveal. There you go. Okay. On your yeah. when you come in, you'll have the pizza in the hand and got the abs like this. You'll you'll be a guest on on that day. Perfect. And you can you can evaluate you the, the okay. Yeah. All right. And will you still be fifty two or turning fifty three? I'll still be fifty two. I'll be fifty three okay. September eighth next oh, September. Oh, so you just had a birthday. Yeah, yeah. Happy late birthday. Thank you, thank you. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So I want to know more about you. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk about Fed Up Kitchen. Uh-huh. But I want to know about the road to get to Fed Up Kitchen. Oh, okay. How it all started? Yeah, yeah. I've told the story many times. My fitness show I decided to do. People saw a transformation in my body. I got super lean. And they said, Lindsay, feed me whatever you're doing. And so that's kind of where it started. I was serving tables at Anasazi six nights a week. I was a single mom of four kids. Wasn't getting any child support from my ex. Um, my mom just passed away. It was kind of crazy how everything just came down on me at once. But I had this opportunity to make healthy food for people, and which I love. I was, you know, raised super healthy, and uh, it was really cool to get um, text messages from people, hearing about their results and the way they felt about themselves. Most importantly, their confidence level from losing the weight and just feeling better. And so, six months later, I quit my serving job and fed up. Just started, and I did out of my townhouse. I had knew nothing about business. Was it scary to quit the job? Hell yeah. Yeah. I was tripping. Like, what if this doesn't work out? I have to go back to serving this. Be super and you had kids already. Four little kids. So it's I like had, there's a lot. That was my main focus. I have to do this for my kids. Like, there's a lot of consequences if it doesn't work for out. Sure. Right. For sure. And so it was very scary. It was the unknown, right? Um, but I already had the unknown going on. My mom was gone. My ex, like, I just got a divorce. Like, what is my life? What's going to happen? I've got these four children that, of course, were keeping me going. But it was scary. I don't have a college education. I dropped out of high school. Um, I completed ninth grade. So serving was kind of just my thing. That's what I could always fall back on. And so when I had this opportunity and I realized how important eating healthy was to people, but they just didn't know how. And I knew how. I was raised like that. It was very easy for me. It made sense to me. But for other people, it was just such a challenge. And just the convenience part of it, having you know healthy food already made for you, yeah. um, it just made it really easy for people to live that lifestyle. And so yeah. that's where it all began. Yeah, I mean, when, not to cut you off, but like mm-hmm. when I, when, you know, it's always hard for me. You know, I was I did stand up comedy for ten years and traveling all the time. And it's like airport equals bad food. Like, you know, I I know if you're really strict you can always find something, but the reality is most people just they take the path of least resistance and it's like once you're in that environment and you've got Chick fil A or whatever, it's like you're gonna go it's so hard, so hard. unless you're really a fitness person and you bring or you it with you even because it's right. everywhere. Everywhere you look, right. Bad food's everywhere. Right. 
So that's what people live on us, American diet. It's what's convenient for everybody because everybody has these busy ass li lifestyles. And then of course their kids are starting that path as well. Yep. So it's really starting for yourself and then changing the cycle for your children so they can then change it for their children. Right. Because our kids are always watching us, they are. And so yeah, that's where it all began in my little townhouse just prepping away. I think I got up to like six refrigerators because you have to have food, uh, you know, a place to put the food. And then right. when it's prepped, where am I going to put it? So we just kept stocking up the townhouse. And where did you keep the refrigerators? Like in, in my garage. In the garage. I had like one, two, three in my garage, one out back, one in my laundry room. And of course, the one that was just already in the house. But yeah, And you're just a one-person show at that point. My daughter was 14 at the time. So right. Mariah, you've met Mariah. She's yep. now Loved her. 21 running the Vegas store. But at 14, I needed her help. I couldn't do all this on my own. I mean... Just a few people, yeah, it was fine. But as it grew, I started getting phone calls. I'm like, Mariah, look what's happening. This is nuts. Yeah, because you have there's a lot. You got to make the food, package yeah. the food, take the Buy orders, the food, keep the it store, organized. All the people track the billing and yes, all that delivery. Or did they pick them up? How would no, you do? I don't want people to know I was doing it on my townhouse. Oh right. You know, <laughs> so we would deliver these meals to people twice right. a week. I was literally working seven days a week. I had to right for the pre prep, then the day of prep, the delivery, then the next set of delivery, and then Wednesday would be like my shopping day, and then prep, prep, and do it all over again. How long did it take before <laughs> you were making? the same or more um, from your server job? Oh, gosh. Quick. I mean, it yes. happened quick. Like with two people, that's why I quit. Because back then I only did six meals a day. There was no three meals or two meals, which yep. I now do. I have a ton of variety for people that have different schedules. But it was only six meals a day. Okay, so that was instantly when I got those two payments from these two golf buddies that did it together. I was like, wow. But I still didn't know it was going to be a business. I mean, I'm still serving tables, like I said, for right. the next six months. But then I realized, and it wasn't even about the money because back then I didn't even know my profit margin. All I knew is I'm loving this. I'm helping change people's lives. It's what I do best by eating healthy. And now I get to share this with you know other people. And it really was this gift that I had that um, was ready just to come out. And so right. I was ready to quit that serving job. It was fun. And the, you know serving was a good time. I loved meeting people and making their night and having them come in and have a great experience. But it was time to go. And yeah. yes... Saying goodbye was super scary because you don't know if it's going to work out. What if it was just a little fad and all right. of a sudden nobody comes to Lindsay anymore and sure. you're done. And now your kids are, what's going on, mom? You know? Right. Of course, I'd go back to serving tables, but why would I want to do that? I was loving doing fed up. So Aaron came into my life and he's the one that really pushed me out of my comfort zone and said, you got to be able to grow and you're pretty much maxed out in your townhouse and we need to open up a store. I don't want to be in the public eye. I mean, hell no. Keep me back safe away in my comfort zone, right? Like getting in the public eye, opening a business that costs money. Right. That shit's scary. It's so it weird hearing so you scary. say that because you seem like you're so confident and you're like a, this business uh, woman and you're, you're you know, self-made and like, like... Well, this is me eight years later. And right. back then I had a lot of beliefs that were not good for myself. Coming from a family of 12 kids, being the ninth of 12, growing up very dysfunctionally, very mean to each other. I mean, we would just tear each other down on the daily. So I grew up not with not a lot, a lot of self-confidence. So when you are an adult with not a lot of self-confidence, you meet somebody like that, uh, like my ex. Like, it's funny how you meet people that you believe who you are, right? So yeah. that was a very toxic relationship for 11 years. So that was another beat down on my self-confidence. Um, so and pretty, why did I'm you stay for 11 years? My kids. For the kids. But then I realized I got to get the hell out because if my kids turn out to be <clears throat> like this guy, I have failed as a mother. Right. Because I kept telling myself, just wait till they're older, maybe high school, then you can go. But it got so bad, the verbal abuse and just the toxicity. Physical abuse too or just verbal? Barely. I'd say mainly verbal. When I would hide his pills because he was addicted to uh, Oxycontin, yep. he would do a little psycho. He'd put my, his hand on my throat and stuff, but it was... It was ma mainly the verbal abuse, yeah. but um, being married to somebody that's addicted to pain pills, yeah. it's not just the pills, it's the lies and the manipulation and right. them making you think you're crazy. They'll so do whatever they got to do to get their hands to on get the pills. The yeah. And I had no idea that's who I married. I, mean, I was 19 years old, marrying this man that was 30. Wow. I already had Mariah. He acted like he's my Prince Charming. I'm like, finally, I get to have this amazing life because I grew up with this fucked up childhood, mm -hmm. just super uh, unhappy kid. And... And now I got to meet this amazing man that's going to take care of me and my daughter. And he just swept me off my feet. He was a freaking charmer. 
And little did I know, I found out when I was pregnant with Mays, my second, which was his um, son, that he was addicted to pain pills. And that was a shock to me. I had never um, been around an addict and... Not even an alcoholic? No. Mm -mm. Really? Yeah, my parents were Mormon growing up. Um, so where was all the, the dysfunction in your house then? Oh, from? the uh, abuse, the verbal abuse, the wow. physical abuse. Me and my brothers would beat the shit out of each other on the Yeah, daily. remember you told me that oh, uh, like yeah. a month so ago. Oh, yeah, so doing that with Raul was so fun. So I grew up as a fighter. Um, I, was, I have six brothers. So we just fought on the daily. We tore each other apart. We were not this happy, beautiful family. We have good hearts. I mean, deep down, yes, we're good people, but... We didn't have parents that were really there. I'm the ninth of 12 kids. How much attention can you really give? Sure. We raised ourselves. We talk about it all the time. The bottom six of the 12, we raised ourselves. There's just no way that our parents could, could uh, yeah. raise 12 kids. My dad was always gone trying to make a living, which it was very hard for him to do because he was a mechanic. Imagine being a mechanic trying to provide for 12 kids. So my mom had to get on welfare because it was impossible to, to provide for that many kids. So... Not having enough, uh, being super poor, fighting contention, life was nuts. I mean, I left home at 16 years old because I knew I could get a job. In 16? Yeah, because I knew I could get a job to take care of myself better than they could. They weren't providing. I know they did their best. I love the hell out of my parents, okay? They're amazing human beings. My mom's not here anymore, but um, she gave me a lot of love. You know, she did her best, and that's all that matters. That's mm -hmm. all that matters. But it was time to get out. And that's why I dropped out of school. I didn't have any direction in my life. My parents never said, Lindsay, you can be this when you grow up. You can do this. All they were doing was surviving, trying to yeah. put food on the table. They didn't have the vision because no, they were they struggling. No, they never taught yeah. us about yeah. credit. They never taught us. We never even owned a home. Right. We rented. And so learning all these things later on in life, it's like, wow, I didn't learn shit growing up, like important stuff. Right. You know? So dropping out of school, I did because I started on the wrong path of partying and just doing my own thing. And like I said, I wasn't happy at home. So you go to find happiness through other shit. Yeah. And you surround yourself through friends that usually aren't good for your life. But I have no regrets. I mean, it led me where I am today. Getting pregnant with Mariah at 16, having her at 17 was a blessing in disguise. She she shifted my direction without me even realizing. Right. right? Yeah, because you had to, to step up. It. Yes. It well, you don't have to. I mean, that's oh, actually... I it's, to because right. I finally have this little baby that I have, I love so much and I've yeah. never felt so much love in my life. It was just beautiful. And, um, I was suicidal when I was 16 too. Really? Yeah. She, she changed my life in so many ways. It's not even funny. Like I'm so glad that I chose to kept, kept her because I never even thought about giving up for adoption, mm -hmm. but people had asked me, my cousin asked me cause she had a friend that wanted one. My sister done with hers. I'm like, Hell no. I, I, I'm not giving my baby up for adoption. I want to keep her. Right. And I'm so glad that I did because she's been, like I said, that shift in my life that I, I really needed at the time. Yeah. So I know I got a little off track. No, Going no, back it's to great. Jared. Yep. Meeting him at 19, finding out that he was, you know, addicted to Oxycontin, which is a really, I don't know if you know much about Oxycontin. It was yeah. a really big thing. Yeah, sure. I remember. It yeah, yeah. Highly addictive. Holy yeah. shiz. And they were saying it wasn't addictive. Yeah. Because um, I watched a, a documentary on it. And so now I can have an understanding for it because they gave it to people that they really shouldn't have been giving it to. Right. And then they just got so freaking addicted. And that's all they cared about, right? So Had he I, been in a car accident or mm -hmm, something? That just... No. He just started doing it with the wrong people. Just recreational. And, yeah, and just, yep. Mm. And um, so battled that for 11 years, and I finally got out just because it got so bad, and I realized my boys cannot turn out like this man. Yeah. They cannot. If if they do, I, I failed as a mother, and so I got out. When Mays, I think, was 9 or 10, he's now here playing baseball at CSN. He got a scholarship. He's 19. So it's been quite a bit, um, and I'm so glad that I left because if I would have never left, I wouldn't be here talking to you. Yeah. Fed up wouldn't have ever came to me, you know? So decisions equal destiny. I it's like that. It's so crazy. Just those little decisions in your life that you yeah. make can create a whole entire different path for you. Yeah. Um, and it can be very scary. That's why so many moms stay. It is so damn scary. Right. It really it's, is. Isn't it crazy? It's, it's like the... They'll stay because it, it, there's comfort in knowing what they're signing up for or what, they, mm -hmm. what they're going to get day yep. in and day out, yep. give or take, right? They kind of know how the day's going to go, right? Yeah. As opposed to the unknown of 
fuck, I move out, and, and now what? what, what how am I going to do this? Where am I going to go? How am I going to get it? Yeah. Where's the deposit coming? Who's yes. going to sign for the place? How am I going to do gonna it? Who's going to watch my kids when I go to work? They're so right. young. Da, da, da. So it's so much more scary leaving. We'd rather settle for less and live with a piece of shit. Yeah. Even if it could be, like, you were lucky. Like, yours wasn't really physical. I'm mean, not that, I mean, emotional is awful. Mm -hmm. But, you know, physical adds a whole layer. There are girls that... I know a lot of them. You know, Gio and I used to manage a lot of girls on the PR side that had dysfunctional, you know, abusive guys, you know, hitting them, all kinds of crazy shit, crazy. and you can't and get them out. Say, it's so hard to get people say. out. Even with resources, it's hard to get them out. I know. I know. You've got to come to a place of, of hitting rock bottom and saying enough is enough. And like right. I said, my kids <clears throat> was my thing. It's like, you know what? They deserve a better life. Yeah. And I think about that for people that stay in. I'm not going to name names in my family. But it's like, think about your kids. Right. Like, they're the ones that are suffering. Yeah, you can tolerate it now. Like, you get what you tolerate in life. So you can tolerate living with a dysfunctional piece of shit husband. Yeah. Or vice versa. It can be the woman, too. It's not always a husband. And it can be both. Both parties also. I was not perfect. Jared brought out a horrible person in me, right? I mean, it takes two to, to tango. Right. Whatever you want to call it. So, um, it's a lot. It's a lot to take on. It is. But if you can think about your kid's future. Mm -hmm. And if I leave... And my kids can have a better future. I'm out. I don't care how scary it is. Yeah. And thank God I was able to call my mom and say, hey, can you help me get out? Because I can't live here any longer. Right. And it was scary because I didn't have a job. So I hurry and got a serving job. I was kind of planning it. And my mom, she didn't have a lot of money. She was living in a little cheap apartment, but she was willing to get a house with me so we could both split the rent. Yeah. So we could live together and both still afford it because she was uh, working at Costco, the little food sampler lady. And uh, then she watched my kids at nighttime. She was their second mama, so I could go work six nights a week serving mm. tables at Anasazi. And then she got diagnosed with stomach cancer. Uh, so that was crazy. That was really crazy year. Um, and she was gone. I mean, once we found out, that's a quick one a usually, months. right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Stomach, pancreas, stomach, oh, all that's so fast, fast, right? Yeah. And watching her go through that. So yeah, I was like, okay, Lindsay, mom's gone. You're rock. You're everything. Yeah. She's gone. Um, you went through a divorce and you have these four little kids. What are you, what are you going to do? Hmm. What are you going to do? And so when that came with fed up and I had the opportunity, I took it and I was scared out of my mind. I would cry because I was just so mainly because I didn't believe in myself. Like, I'm not good enough to do this. Mm -hmm. I don't have a college background in this. Yeah. I'm a freaking nobody. I'm a damn server that went through a divorce with, you know, come from a, crazy life growing up, a high school dropout. I just kept thinking of all the things that I don't have. Yeah. But it's like, Lindsay, what you do have, people need. Yeah. And so it was like, I wasn't focusing on all the things that I already had. I was focusing on all the things that I didn't have. When you, go ahead, go ahead. Just saying when you shift your focus, yeah. it's amazing how things can change. A hundred percent. What I was going to say is that when I was 26, I, I was doing stand-up comedy, but I, I opened up a tanning salon in Branson, Missouri. And because um, they out of necessity, because I wanted to be tan on stage, there was no. It was a Branson is a very small town of like thirty five hundred people that live there, um, but it's a big tourist destination. Um, you know, seven months out of the year, basically. And uh, and I opened this tanning salon, and it, I couldn't believe I'd never done anything like that. It was so easy. Obviously, it's a lot of hard work, mm -hmm. but in terms of like. You, you go get a apply for a bank loan. You get a you know you yeah. know I don't even think you did that. You just started. You, you just cash flowed it from the start, but cool? yeah. which is gangster. Mm -hmm. um, but you know even you know applying for the loan and then you know go lease the space and then rent the beds yes. and you know find the supplier yeah. for the loan. Like it's easy stuff to do if you just do a little work. I couldn't believe it. I thought to my I remember thinking to myself, I'm 26 and I just opened this tanning salon. Had I known it was that easy to do, like in my head, like it's a business. I don't even know about an totally. LLC and a paperwork mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. like, you know, but it's... You meet the right people along the way. Yeah. I love that saying, when the student is ready, the teachers will come. People just start showing up in my life when it was time to get that, that, to that next level with my business. Right. Because, yeah, I didn't know shit about business. Yeah. I knew, okay, I can prep these meals. I can help people feel better by eating better. But... How do I get a business license? Yeah. How do I, you know, what's the best one to get? LLC or an S corp? Yeah. Uh, sales tax and profit mm -hmm. margins and all yeah. these things that I started finding out later on. Yeah. Because I met my buddy Dave. He's the one that really helped me. He actually turned it. He was one of my. I met him first. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's great. First, and he yeah. taught me so much. He's great. And um, it was really cool meeting somebody like that to uh, ask me really important questions and help right. me. 
And stuff you never even considered. No. Yeah, no. it's funny. Uh, when Gio and I started the PR firm, you know, it's the same kind of thing. I was a comedian on a Friday, and I started a PR firm on a, on a Monday after September 11th, basically, out of necessity, yeah. right? And uh, did that for like maybe six months, just me and him, just kind of doing it. We didn't really know what we were doing, like you know. But I grew up in the business, so I kind of had an idea, you know. I kind of knew, but never did it, you know. Yeah. And um, it wasn't until uh, I got an investor, and then he was like, you know, what are your projections for the next, you know? And I was like, projections? I don't know, man. Like totally. I got nothing. Like what do you mean? He's like, what's your P and L? And I'm like, I don't even know what that stands for. Like I don't even know what you're talking about, you know? know. And how much does it cost you to to, to acquire a customer? And <laughs> I was like, like I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it wasn't yeah. until, and then he was like, what's your core competency and all this stuff? And I'm like, I, this is, you may as well be speaking Japanese to me. Totally. I have no idea, you know? And it was funny by, by accident, by dumb luck, uh, you know, we, someone way smarter than me at the time, uh, was able to point out, well, based on your clients, you have models, you have some athletes, you have an alcohol brand, you have a couple energy drinks and you have some casinos. Your specialty is reaching the male demo 18 to 34. I didn't plan that. <laughs> like yeah. it, that just naturally kind of happened based on who I knew, you know? Um, and it, it's funny how it sometimes it takes an outsider looking in sure. to analyze your own thing that you're doing day in and day out, but you're just so busy just head down working, you don't yeah. even realize like what your <laughs> potential actual offer is. To, Until you start meeting people and they right. start putting that in your mind, you're like, oh my gosh, wow, okay. Yeah. This sounds awesome. You yeah. start learning from them, really. So you'd said it was scary when you went from being a server to mm -hmm. starting. Yeah. So what's yeah. scary now today for you? Just uh, the growth. You know, now we're franchising. Now I have multiple stores. I have St. George that's been going for eight years. Yep. I have Draper that's been going for four and a half years, uh, which services... Uh, Kaysville and Lehigh, that's in Utah, if you're from Utah. And then Las Vegas, we just opened. And so opening more and more stores, it's more and more problems, right? You have to become a very good problem solver. Um, and all stores are not created equal. No, they're all different. Right. It's a totally different market here in Vegas. Right. So um, I've learned a lot with that. What works in Utah may not necessarily work here. Well, what, what works in one city in Utah may not work in the other, let alone exactly. Utah exactly. to Vegas, right? Yes. So what's scary is just growth. I mean, constantly growing. I've grown so much along with my business, um, which I'm so grateful because things that used to be scary to me aren't as scary. Mm -hmm. But now I feel like the things that are super scary, um, they're just a lot more scary than I actually thought they would have been. Waking up in the morning, I've told Aaron, you know, I thought one day I'd wake up and not be scared anymore. Uh, no, you're still going to be scared. And I realize, you know, Lindsay, you're going to be scared. Okay. Until, it's, it is okay. okay. I think once I accepted being scared, I thought, okay, I'm 39 years old. Why the fuck am I still scared? Yeah. When you hear people that are even way older doing way bigger things than I am, yeah. they're still scared walking out on stage. Yeah. And so I think hearing that, that it's normal, yeah. makes me feel really good. Because yeah. for some reason, I just thought, I shouldn't be yeah. scared anymore. Yeah, I mean, stand, up, so stand up for 10 years from for as little as 200 people in a room all the way up to literally 120,000 people in a field at Boise, wow. Idaho, Riverfest. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, opening for Paul Anka, Tom Jones, and a 5,000-seat amphitheater, you know. It never, you still, before you walk out there, you get that, like, okay, here we go. Yeah. You know, I hope they laugh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's so good to talk to people about it because it makes you feel like you are normal. Yeah. You know, if you feel yeah. like you're alone, why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling anxious? Why am I so scared about the situation? Yeah. And you hear so many it's other people. It's important to you. It is, so yeah. you're going to, you're going to have all those exactly. feelings and it's okay. I always tell Vanessa, it's like, you almost got to get comfortable in the chaos. Like you yeah. have to get comfortable yes. you know uh you know it's like we don't we we never really argue at all but if if we do it's you know i'm a spender she's a saver mm. uh and i'm a risk taker she's a play it safe mm -hmm, and mm. there's probably balance that can happen somewhere in the middle right yeah. but i always say like i to me it's like if you know if you need uh oh money's tight this month or whatever my answer my remedy is offense Hers is defense. Mm -hmm. And I always say, like, I get it. I'm not saying defense is wrong, but you're going to win more playing offense. You yeah. just all. Yeah. Offense is going to win you more games. It just is. Yeah. If, if you're on the attack and you're out there hunting and gathering, yes. you're going to do way better than trying to, like, keep totally. it together. you got to be out swinging. Yep. Yeah. you got to be ready for the rough times. Because yeah. business is like this. I yeah. think, too, when you go into business, you think, oh, she's going to sell all the way. No, 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 no. There's always winter time and you got to get ready in the winter time. Yep. 
and then the springtime comes. It's all these different seasons, and you just have to be ready for all of yep. them. Yep. And whenever you're at a point where you're like, wow, all things are like perfect right now and firing, <laughs> trust me, something's going to get fucked up any day now. Totally. Don't get too comfortable. I've, yep. I've learned that too. Yep. Oh my gosh. You're not allowed to have it all working no. at once for some reason. I don't no. know who it's it is so that decides weird. all and that. Sometimes but... a lot of shit happens at once too. Yep. Like every store, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Sometimes we need employees from all stores yep. or a refrigerator breaks down and up and one yep. out. We have a flood going on. I mean, you got to be prepared when you run yep. a business. It's a lot. And 2020 showed everybody that, yeah. right? 2020 you know smacked everyone in the we face. We had one of our best years. That's amazing. We never shut down. Yeah. We actually created even more. We created the family packs, which created another business on the business I already had. Because I would yeah. normally never sell smaller meals. I'm all about 30, 60, 90 days getting people results. That's yep. what FedUp is known for. We sell results. But during that time, people didn't want to spend a chunk of money. And so Aaron and I were discussing, what are we going to do? And so we're like, family packs, 6, 8, 10, 12 meals went nuts and the coolest part is i love telling people said thank you Lindsay. i would have never been able to try your food if you didn't start these family packs because it was just a smaller you know amount to spend and right. i felt safe spending that at that time too and so i loved seeing all these new names came in that i'd never seen before and it's still going so so strong That's like great. i said it created a second business on top of what we were already doing and um, I'm so happy that COVID happened because it was time for us to create again. You don't just sit there and pout and be like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Okay, what are we going to do? Time right. to innovate. Let's go. Right. Let's freaking go. And I'm so glad we did. We put our heads together and uh, created something awesome for other people. You can't think about me, what's going to be best for ever. It's never about that. What's best for the economy? Yeah. The economy is shifting. You need to shift too. Right. You can't stick to what you're already doing. Right. You have to yeah, think of you, other you, things. Uh, I listen to a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, Gary V. He's cool. And, uh, you know, yeah. he, he says something like, you can't be romantic about how you make your money. And mm. I think it's just a great lesson of like, you, you know, if you're used to doing it this certain way or whatever, yeah. and this is how you do it and you love like, yep. it, okay, great. Yep. But you got to be open to the pivot. Yes. Whenever you might need to pivot. And that was a big thing for me because Norman's like, nope, this is Lindsay's way. We're sticking to this. I'm so glad we didn't because it was a really cool thing that we created during that time. Yeah. Um, because yeah, you never know what's going to happen with the economy, with... right. The seasons, it's it's a big deal. Right now, I mean, there's still the unknown, right? Yeah. But you got to just keep focusing on what you, you believe in. How, and that, you split your time, obviously, between Utah and Vegas. All the stores, yeah. Um, uh, do you make the rounds to all of them? Like, yeah, is, I do. is that the same schedule you're on every week, or no, does it I fluctuate? No, I come to Vegas more just because this store is the newest one. Yep. So it needs Lindsay involved a lot more. The other yep. ones have been going for so long, they're it's good. It's a machine, to go. it's I up and running. I can leave my managers right. for years and i know that they could run that thing without me yeah um they've already proven it too and me. that gets that's hard to get to that point right for like sure. to, to give up the control and to oh, not be the right <laughs> i was in the kitchen for, for the first four years the first time i left that store to let somebody else make the food i was anxiety talk about anxiety like what if they don't make the food right what if the portions are not right because we have to weigh and measure out all of our food it's macro-based meals yeah and just putting that whole entire thing into somebody else's hands that I've done for so long, fed up as my baby. This is what I've created. And it means, a, it means the world to me, right? Yeah. And to trust somebody else to do that was a big, big deal. Yeah. But I'll never forget when our friend handed me this book. It was another guy I met during, you know, the time of fed up. I met, I've met the coolest people. His name was Ken Porter. He was a customer of, my, customer of mine. And he realized, oh my gosh, this girl's just starting out. She doesn't know a lot about business. And it was the e-myth, the entrepreneur myth. And reading that, and I'm not a reader. I, uh -huh. I'll listen to stuff on Audible, not a reader. I'm the same. And it was about this pie lady sting in her business, and she ended up hating what she was doing because she never let somebody else take over. Yeah. So now she's been in it for 40, 50 years. She's tired. She doesn't enjoy it like she used to in the beginning because she's still wearing all the hats. You're the manager, the technician, and trying to be the entrepreneur, right? Yeah. And so learning <clears throat> to let go, it is very, very hard. And if I would have not read that because I was so, I always thought, nope, Lindsay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm cooking yeah. the food. I'm staying in the kitchen. I read that book and I'm like, holy shit, I can't grow my business no. if I'm in my business. You're too good to be in the kitchen. That's not a knock on yes. people in the kitchen. It's just, but that's not. I can't. If I need right. to grow and get other places yeah. in Utah, now in Vegas, now we're franchising and letting yeah. other women do it. If I was to still be in my kitchen, I would have never, I won't, I wouldn't be where I am today. So yeah. that was a really big aha moment for me. I don't want to be the pie lady. I don't want to be unhappy because I love what I do. This brings me so much more fulfillment. So if I can spread this to other people, yeah. other women, 
helping more people. Why not? It, but it was scary letting go. It yeah. was really, really good. Friend scary. of mine told me when I had my PR firm, he's like, "You don't have a successful business until you can pull yourself out of it, and it can go on without you." Yes. And that PR firm definitely that was not the case. If I wasn't there, we had problems. You yeah. Know? And uh, this studio, Sticky Paws. I, I remember, like, it didn't take long for me to get to the sad realization that this fucking place does not need me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Do you like, like that? Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, we we opened this like eighteen months ago, and uh, I think around as of I would say March of this year, and I might be even it might even be prior to that, but I'll give it March maybe. This place doesn't need me. I don't need to come wow. in here. There's days. There's I don't think I came in here all last week. Wasn't even in here. That's nice. Yeah. Do you enjoy that? I do. It's good because for the same reason, like there's other stuff I want to do to grow this mm -hmm. and some other things that connect well to this, that if I was anchored in here, it just wouldn't happen. It just can't yeah. be, I got to be out hunting and gathering, you know? Yes. And yeah. doing more things too and realizing what you're capable of. Yeah. It's like, okay, I was capable of making all that food. Now what else isn't he capable of, right? Yeah growing more stores, meeting people to help me franchise this thing so we can help more people be healthy and help more women open up their own business. So yep. I think that's what's been really fun too is seeing how far fed up really can go. Yeah. Because in the beginning, I just thought, oh, okay, we're going to have a store. We're going to help people get results from our food. It was so exciting. But then what else can we do, right? Yeah. Being able to see that the sky is the limit. Yeah. I mean, we really can grow this baby however far we want to, especially when you meet the right people. So yep. I told you I met Ryan Laws, who, you know, is running pro sports for 30 years. He was the CEO of franchising that. So you meet the right people along the way, it's going to be amazing. There's no way I could franchise. I know nothing about that. Right. And I remember learning way back when I first started this, you do what you do best and yeah. you hire everybody else to it, do it's the a lesson. rest. Yep. It's a lesson. You have the I've team going. You have to have all the puzzle percent. pieces, right? I failed that with the PR firm. Mm. I was a control freak and I wanted right. to do it all and I didn't trust giving up the to, you know, to anyone else. And like, it was yeah. so bad. Like I, you d should have surrounded myself with the right pieces of the puzzle. That's what I did here. And now I get it. You know, I've yeah. done that multiple times with other things. It's so important. Yes. You know, but it's hard. It is it's very, hard. very hard. Especially like for you, you know, your story, it's like when, when you're coming from like, when it's, I built this. Yeah. Right. And now letting other people open a store, it's, making the food. It's the same as a baby. Yes. It is a big <laughs> right? deal. And a lot of these feelings I wasn't even ready for. Right. Like it's, it is a lot to take on. It's beautiful and amazing. Like seeing other people open the store, but it's like, okay, um, you didn't make that meal right. You're just kidding. Right. Yeah. No. And I was just <laughs> going to say, like, then there's this too. Like, there's, oh, there's, look. it, there's like, we, uh, I'm, uh, well, I'll speak for you and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you probably had to come to that realization that there's, just because they did it differently than me doesn't mean they did it wrong. It's so funny you say that. It's the truth. And yeah. I realize that, Lindsay, your way is not the only way. Right. Okay. They can Let's do be it serious. Their own way it too. is the best way. It but still, the, best, the but other ways are okay. <laughs> their store is kicking ass. Right. And that is awesome. Yeah. Even though the food presentation is not where I would want. Um, right. And they know that. I mean, I've we've talked about it. Yeah. yeah. I do. I mean, that's how you sure. want it. Sure. Um, it's okay. The store is kicking ass, doing amazing. People are getting results. Yeah. That's the main focus, right? Helping more people. Yeah. And so it's okay. It's, it's going to be all okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Does it have to be this way every right. single time? Right. So what are the, so in terms of Vegas, specifically mm -hmm. Vegas, so you're franchising, are, we, are you franchising Vegas or you, will you keep that yourself? Or? No, it's so big. We definitely are going to franchise And Vegas. someone that yeah. franchises like Vegas, they would have to, they would have the exclusive rights to Vegas, mm -hmm. right? Above and beyond. So say Henderson. Okay. And then they have like a five mile radius. Got it. So we have everything marked out for territories. Um, but yes, when a, it, it all, of course, depends on the demographics and, mm -hmm. and how everything works that way. Ryan has it all organized in Utah. It's crazy how many we've already sold in Utah. Really? Yeah, we've already hit our goal with how many we've sold in Utah. And then we just sold. Can you say how many or no? Yeah, our goal was 10. I wouldn't think that it can support that out there. Like in what? Like People Salt Lake City? Or like what city in well, Utah? Everywhere. Everywhere in Utah. Okay. Yeah, so. People want people. It's amazing. Two. People are even buying two territories, right? So they're right by each other. Um, health and fitness is huge in Utah, right. just like it is in Vegas. And then we just sold last night to um, a lady in Idaho two territories. And that's amazing because because that model is you're getting a check up front just for them to be involved. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's like I don't want to say free money, but like. That's amazing, well, now, right? And they get to have the rights, of course, to open up, fed up, and right. um, 
run a beautiful business. Why yeah. people love my business is because it's four days a week. It's such a cool thing for people instead of working seven days. Oh wait, I didn't know that. Yes, this is what people. Well, I didn't realize that. We're only so you're open, open four on days Monday, a week. Tuesday, Thursdays, and Fridays. So we have customers coming in. So all the employees start prep on Monday. Customers come in on Monday for three days of food, and then the same group of customers come in Thursday for four days of food. Remember, it's a full day week, so three days, four days. Then on Tuesday, Friday, the next set of customers because they can't all fit on one day. Once you get super busy, you have yep. to be open four days a week. Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, you're off. So people love this business Genius. model, right? Yeah. Four days on. And why Wednesday? Just because it just makes sense. It just, just makes sense. It, it and just of makes course sense. you're doing, you know. And that's kind of nice because you have a weekday, yes. which is important to do all your errands and your stuff. whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then who doesn't want the weekends off? And employees love that too. So it's been a really cool business model. And mm -hmm. once again, I didn't even try to do this. It just worked out like that. Yeah. And people love that. Now they get to, you know, be out uh, with their kids on the weekends. It's a perfect right. way for mamas to run their own business because now they can still be a mom. And have their own thing. And uh, is that what you're finding? That it seems females seem to be gravitating to yes, for sure. doing this? Yeah, definitely. Well, and think about kitchen work. I mean, guys can cook in the kitchen sure. for sure, but it's a lot of prep work in the kitchen, and women love that kind of thing. And um, yeah, it's naturally been a lot of women buying. What's the youngest age you've had so far as a franchisee? Um, Gosh, I think probably. Drew, I think she's 24, Aaron. That's young. Yeah, wow. it is very young. Yeah. 24 or 27, but being in your early 20s, I love seeing that. It's because great. Because that's amazing. Yeah. And I know Mariah could. I mean, Mariah's 21 years right. old. She's been doing it since Yeah, in, her, in my head, she didn't count. Like, she's the youngest. She could right. Run a she's the poster girl. Yes. Yeah, I mean, because she was how old when she took over? Well, she started with me at 14. Right. I but needed help. But she took over at 17. She was running Draper. I mean, we went through managers about that, that were in their 30s and could not do it. We're like, hey, there really are does... people that can't deliver pizzas at 17. No, <laughs> not at all. Well, because everybody wants to be on their phone. Yeah. They just want that easy. Right. It's, it's kind of a bummer. You learn a lot with people and uh, how dependable people are when sure. you run a business. You know, people always ask me, why don't you just open more and more? They don't realize because they just see the outside. People that don't run a business yeah. have no idea. They see the glam and the glory and, you know, oh, gosh, Lindsay's gotten more things. She got this and that. It's awesome. Yeah, it comes from a lot of hard work. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of fucking hard work. The yep. back end of the, what people don't see, we only build to last a week. A hundred percent. It is crazy. My dentist, Dr. Kim at Hollywood Smile, I've been going to him since I came here. He's in Henderson over on, was Trop and Eastern. Is that considered Henderson? I don't even know. Um, uh, and I, I'm dying for him to put one in Summerlin or closer to me over on this side. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Put another open. He's like, who's going to work it? He's like, do you understand how hard it is? Employees. The turnover? Yeah, yes. it's impossible. It's the hardest He's thing like, about who's going to work there? It is the hardest thing about running a business yeah. are employees. If we had dependable employees, hardworking employees. Right. You, you do a hundred of these. You do a hundred of them. <laughs> right. When you can't count on people just with the few stores that I have, right. thank goodness I have amazing managers. And we do have longtime employees, don't get me wrong. Sure. But the turnover rate for the new employees, it's, it's tough. like, dang. Yeah. People, it's they really can't handle that hard work. Yeah. It's a lot of, I mean, prep work. You're on your feet a lot of hours, sometimes 10 hours yeah. a day. A lot of dish work. And, of course, it's fun putting the meals together, but it's the pre-prep and yeah. um, all the other stuff that comes with that. And and it's like a lot of the employees, they may not even realize, like, the opportunity they have with you, I would think, is massive because the the right rock star employee it might you might you have the power if you wanted to here here's a store right totally. here you go like you can who gets a manager that and then you can turn into a possible franchisee right but if you can't even be an employee right you have no chance in hell running a business right see it's funny how many people want to run a business <laughs> you first have to become a very very good dependable employee yep and be able to think for yourself and ask questions and not just stand around you can kind of tell in the very beginning. The first couple of days, if the employee is going to turn out or not, uh, I agree. just by them asking you questions and moving and wanting to learn more and be more. But if they're just kind of wandering around and getting on their phone right. and you things, need self-starters. Yep, you do. Yeah. And problem solvers. Yeah. Start problem solving from the very beginning. Right. Even if it's wrong. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's wrong. If you just try doing it on your own instead yeah. of hike the ball and run a play. There you go. You're going to learn on your own. Yep. And see what you're actually capable of. And you're just going to feel better about yourself. That's all it does is just make right. you realize, oh my gosh, I really can do a lot. I really right. am capable of doing a lot of things for myself. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's cool. what's been really cool about Fed Up is just growing with the business. And how'd you come up with the name? My brother helped me think of that name. The one that used Fed to up. beat you up. 
Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. So good. So he yeah. made a good contribution back he did. from all the years of violence, senseless violence. I beat him up. Too, <laughs> you though. beat him up? Of I don't course. doubt it. I see the guns. Of course. Yeah. I am a tomboy at heart. I told you that. Like, yeah. I, I enjoy it. <laughs> when when did you get the guns? At what? Did you always have, Were you Gosh. always into fitness? Like in high school, were you working in the gym? Well, I didn't go to high school. Oh, right. That's right. <laughs> Just right. Um, I played sports when I was younger. Yes, I loved uh, basketball, softball. I loved wrestling with my my brothers all the time and right. fighting. But I would say I really got into fitness, actually working out and lifting. Um, in my 20s, I started going to the gym after my third child. But eating healthy is most important. See, people yeah. think that this is gym. I it know. is. I mean, building muscle is, of course, the sure. gym. But your results are in your food. People think yep. they can go to the gym and outwork a bad diet. You yep. cannot outwork a bad diet. Believe me, I've tried. Yes, it's impossible. It's and then you happen. get discouraged because like, I'm yeah. busting my ass four or five days yeah. a week. Why do I look the same? Girl, you yep. got to eat. That's Gir what's changing yep. your body. Girls DM me all the time. And I'm obviously, I'm no fitness expert or anything. But just from what I lived through in 2019, I finally got it. Like Gio always used to tell me, you always hear the saying, abs are made in the kitchen, not in the gym, yep. right? Yep. And like, and, and diet, diet. I mean, everyone that's in fitness that has been around fitness for a long time, they'll all tell you that stuff. Yes. But until you live it, you don't get it, yep. I don't think. Like no. I just, I, it's so basic I feel like an idiot that I didn't get it all it's those years. It's not rocket science. It's not rocket yeah, science. It's not. And, uh, but it's so damn hard for people because of the discipline. Yes. Yeah. That's what it's all about. And girls will DM me all the time. Like Vanessa will post a pic or I'll post a pic of Vanessa. Mm -hmm. And they'll DM me all the time. They go, you got to send me her meal plan. You get, mm -hmm. and, uh, or you got it. Or sorry, you got to send me her workout plan. I'm yeah. like, you don't need the workout plan. You can just go do Five, 10 pound weights, simple, right. basic stuff that you can, I mean, yeah. anybody can do that and go on the treadmill yeah. if you need to yeah. go for walks, get your body moving really. But yeah. It's what you're eating consistently yep. every single day. Yep. And then I'll tell them that it's the diet. It's what you're eating. And I'll, I'll just cut and paste my challenge, you know, no sugar, no bread, no pasta, no fried food, you know, for 30 days. And I'll send them the, they all almost nine out of 10. will say, yeah, I don't eat it. And I'm like, yes, you do. You just don't realize sugar's in everything. I, I said, so if you funny? eat something that yeah. comes in a bag, a box or a jar, mm -hmm. you are already fucked up. Yep. Most likely. You need fresh whole foods. Yeah. Yes. You know, and the most importantly, like, feeling good right a lot of people want this quick fix and you can tell when somebody is skinny and you can tell when somebody is fit and healthy right yeah. they just have a look to them so it's like i don't want to just be that skinny girl because that's an unhealthy yeah. look when you're fit and healthy like you, like i said you can actually see it when you're eating greens and yeah. you're eating whole foods yeah. and you're eating the good complex carbs right and you feel amazing about yourself when you're making healthy choices it's yeah. easy to eat like shit because everybody does it yeah when you actually start eating healthy yep. it's like dang i'm building yeah. my self-confidence just because i'm doing something out of the norm when you go against the past the path of least resistance is when you start to really feel good about yourself like today do you think i was like oh i need to go do a podcast and talk no i was resisting it a little mm -hmm. bit but mike Lindsay, don't forget Getting uncomfortable is when you grow. You yeah. know, getting uncomfortable with food is when you grow. Yeah. Eating Are you still everything. uncomfortable when you come out? So how many of these have you done now so far? You've done, you did fitness junkies. You did, you've done your own a few own. times. Five or six. Is I've it getting any better? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I feel comfortable with you too. I think it really right. is the person that yeah. you're talking to, you have to feel really comfortable with. And so yeah. I think that's a big part of it. But um, I'd yeah, say now I just got to now you just now I'm gonna have to book you on uh, fearless a uh, fearless AF with Christina Lauren just because you don't know her now oh, I got to book you on that one next week you're coming back oh dang um, no I, everyone here is easy to talk to they really are you actually you'll you'll find most are easy it's just it we goes back to the, the unknown yep we make up so much shit in our head I've realized yep. how many things I have created in my mind that yep. never happen yeah it's like what in the hell is going on here we really try to protect ourselves from the unknown because we create this story that we think is gonna happen. Yep. And it never happens. Yep. It's so funny. Yep. So you just I, have to remember that. Remember that your mind fucks you up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got into a mini argument yesterday with a friend of mine, all text. Mm -hmm. And uh, and she was like, you know, so that's it. Blah, blah, blah. I won't give out all the details. And I was like, I didn't just say, where did I just say that? Go back, scroll up. Where did I just say what you're saying? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's mm -hmm. funny, like how just words yes. on a page or on a, in a text 
how you you can read them, but you process them. Totally. You know, and, and this is right when she says to me, "I take you literally," and I was like, "Wait, you can't do both. You're saying you take me literally, but you're now you're putting words in my mouth. Like this doesn't make any sense. Go back and read what I wrote." That's why phone calls are way better than texting. I agree. Oh my gosh, you. Can I agree, totally... but it's hard sometimes when we're on the go. We're so conditioned. I've been liking these. I leave voice. The voice memos. Voice memos. Voice, yeah, they're, that's. Vo- yeah. Is that the, the correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Voice I think memo. so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are good because you go back and forth. You're driving. It's easier. So much yeah. easier. Instead of trying to text and yeah. then you mess up the spelling because Siri doesn't always get it right. Right. Then you look like you can't spell. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. sometimes I'll do the voice thing, uh, those little voice messages like back and forth for an hour. And I'm like, we could have just hopped on the phone. Sometimes I forget that you can use you can use this as a phone. Yeah. We forget that sometimes. Yes. But yeah. Yep. And conversations <laughs> usually go a lot better, especially yeah. if it's a deep conversation. It needs to be on the phone. Yeah. Sure. Well, this was fun. This yeah, was a good time. It was. Uh, fed up kitchen. So how many locations are here now in Vegas? Two? No, just one. Oh, just the one? Just one. Okay. Yep. Next one's coming when? We'll see. I'm not opening it. I maxed out with my own store. You are. So whoever wants to open, we have I actually... I have an idea, though. You I don't do? know if Gio told you yet, uh-huh. my idea. Well, we'll talk when this one's over here in a minute. Oh, yeah, okay. I have an idea for cool. an interesting Because there could play. be a couple here. I mean, it's yeah. so big in Vegas. We, yeah. We need... I have an idea for one just four minutes from this building, Dang. actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We'll talk. We're going to talk. Cool. Yeah. All right. Actually, we're going to talk because you're going to end the show right now because you're going to put the button and it shows over because you <laughs> hit the... Yeah. That flew by.